following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan, and it's NBA playoff time. That means big hoops action on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So get in on the action of every game with just a touch of a button on your mobile device, and new customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets. If your team wins, just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that promo code HUGE when you sign up. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the HUGE show across Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the HUGE show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the HUGE show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your HUGE opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the HUGE one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin a statewide journey on 19 radio stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. You can also listen to the free stream weekdays at 3 there. On the iHeart app, search The Huge Show to listen live. Get all the podcasts, everything going on. Superfly Hayes walked in with his Michigan State hat on about an hour and a half ago. And I said, what are you doing? Because what do you mean? I'm a Sparty. I like my Spartans. Jaden Reed got drafted by the Packers. Some other guys were able to sign free agent deals, and Behringer, the punter, is the greatest punter of all time. He was drafted. I think it was the Patriots, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm like, so you're wearing that hat? I said, did you hear about the player... Revolt, the ship jumping yesterday in East Lansing. He's like, no. I go, yeah, Keon Coleman, one of the better receivers in the Big Ten. He's gone. A starting DB where they were thin already, Charles Brantley, gone to the transfer portal with Coleman. And then Peyton Thorne, their QB. Now, some are saying, well, he wasn't going to start anyways. I don't care what you say. But you've lost your guy from the last two years. And this just isn't about losing three starters. This is about a god-awful, underachieving season where Michigan State was embarrassed time and time again in front of the home fans. They were poorly coached. Yeah, I know they got a stud recruiting class coming in, and I gave Tucker and his assistants a lot of credit for keeping that class intact. But the transfer portal has been a priority because if it wasn't for Kenneth Walker, who knows where Mel Tucker and Michigan State football would be right now and those two wins against Michigan. Life is about timing, and that timing when LSU was looking for a head coach and they were coming after Mel Tucker, Michigan State boosters saw 2-0 against Michigan. A great year in progress with Kenneth Walker, and we're going to give Mel Tucker 95 million bucks. 
They finished 11 and 2 on that Peach Bowl against Pitt. Ugly game, but a win is a win. Last year, I think, was an underachieving season, most would agree. So now you get that Sunday surprise of three of your starters leaving. And Graham Couch, who will join us in a moment, opinion maker for Lansing State Journal, co-host of Couch in the Room podcast, calls this a seminal moment. I agree. I, is this about getting rid of guys to become better, similar to what the Lions are doing? And we'll talk with Jeff Risden from LionsWire and DraftWire.com. Is it about becoming better? Because you get used to names. You get used to guys you've seen. And Peyton Thorne did not have a good season. I'm trying to think about anybody that had a great season outside of the punter. My God, I'm thinking, you know, hey, Michigan State, you know, Jaden Reed and couldn't stay healthy. But when your punter's your best guy, it reminds me of old school with Jason Hansen and Eddie Murray with the Lions. You know what? We may stink, but we got the best kickers ever. Our kicker hall of fame. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Packer fans. Roll out your quarterbacks. Roll out Bart Starr. Roll out Rodgers and Favre. We got Hanson. We got Murray. Okay? We get excited about long snappers and punters and kickers because we haven't hosted a damn playoff game at Ford Field. So the question is, why did this happen? Where is it going? Has Mel Tucker relied too much on the transfer portal? But this is happening at a lot of schools. It's when you lose starters. It was like Hunter Dickinson at Michigan. My first comment when I heard that is that in today's college sports, there are basically three reasons possibly that you're going to leave a school. Even if you're a starter like Dickinson and a bona fide all Big Ten level type player, it's NIL money. It's difference with the coaches, or it's differences, plural, with the culture, which include the team and the players. It's one of those three. And sometimes it could be all of those three. So trying to figure it out from a distance is tough, but you're a team that's hoping to go 7-5 and five and just get to a bowl game and right the ship, and you have three starters on a Sunday where there's no other college football story outside of guys being drafted over the weekend. And it's not a good look for Michigan State. So Graham Couch, Couch in the Room podcast, opinion maker for the Lansing State Journal, a solid Twitter feed, according to the Couch Social Network Foundation, the greatest Twitter feed emanating from anything connected to Michigan State. That is five years in a row. Congratulations, Graham. We do nothing if not pat ourselves on the back. So thank you. I I do it for a living every day, Monday through Friday, 3 until 6 on 19 stations here in Michigan. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and even on the text chain. Uh, It it caught a lot of people off guard yesterday, Graham. What what do you read into from this? What have you heard? And where is Michigan State football at right now moving forward? Yeah, it, it it caught me off guard as well. And as you, as you look into it a little more, I think um, they were a little more aware there had been some, some noise uh, around Keon for a little while for Keon Coleman. But uh, I think the Peyton Thorne thing caught him off guard. Um, you know, it, it, uh, it's a good question. And sort of the column I wrote today was whether this is a seminal moment in Mel Tucker's tenure or just a, a bad day along the way, you know. And, and I think there are a couple ways to look at it. One is that it's a product of where we are in college sports and 
people like you and I and most fans aren't going to enjoy college sports probably as much as we once did, and that's just the way it is. It's a more transactional. Um, the, the, the transfer portal has is, is just made it so it's harder to uh, you know, have players stay with your program and, and, and get to know them and enjoy it and, and the way we used to love it. And it doesn't mean everything that's going on is wrong with the game. There's certain things that are probably, you know, right for players and athletes that, that should have been in place long ago. But so when it's your starting quarterback, potentially, and your top receiver and a starting corner, that those are red flags. Like That's like, wait a sec, what is going on here? These aren't guys who, this isn't a playing time thing. And I think that's the misnomer with Peyton Thorne, that uh, he was had been told, you know, you're, um, you're not going to be the guy here, and so you should move along. And, and, and that, that is not the case. Uh, from from what I understand, it um, they expected him to come back. They wanted him back, and I I think he was the front runner to win the job. I mean, you can. It's one of those things where if you can talk to somebody, depending on sort of what you're hoping to hear, that will sort of like I've heard everything from Peyton Thorne was well ahead of the other two in terms of winning that job. To Noah Kim at times was the best quarterback in the spring. To Peyton Hauser was in the mix. To that Kate Hauser was not in the mix. Like he was not really ready yet. And and, and you can it, it's sort of it's it's hard to understand what 100 percent to believe. But I do believe this. I believe that as before yesterday, that Peyton Thorne was the front runner to be the starter, um, and that they expected and wanted him back. And I think a couple things. One, and I don't know this 100 percent, but I, I do think that he was not thrilled with. Um, the way it all played. I think Peyton Thorne think, thinks he sucked it up and played injured and not that he wasn't, not that he was asked to and he didn't want to, but played through a tough season where there were a lot of injuries. There was nobody else who could get them through it any better than he did. And it, he didn't look great doing it. And there are times he didn't play well when he looked healthy too. Oh, this isn't an excuse for, for, for Peyton Thorne, but at times he didn't have a healthy key on Coleman or he didn't have Jaden Reed and, um, and that he probably thought everybody sort of had that same understanding together that they were just kind of getting through it, and um, and I think he felt a little like he was blamed for it in terms of them opening up the competition and whatnot. But the flip side, if you're MSU, you have to do that. You have to um, make that. You know, you have to make it uh, so everybody has an opportunity to win that. You're you're trying to navigate a situation with younger quarterbacks too. So I think there was a lot there. I don't know the exact. Thing that, that pushed Peyton Thorne to say, I want to do this, I want to go somewhere else, I want to play somewhere else. I think he knows he has opportunities and good opportunities, or he wouldn't have done this. Um, the Keon Coleman thing, I think, is a little interesting. They're a, bit, a, little, a little different. And they, there have been people um, you know, nosing around him for a while, um, and he's a, I, I'd say a kid who's uh, more easily influenced <laughs> than, than, you know, I mean, every kid is a little different, and um, I don't know if it, I don't think it's NIL driven though. I think it's NFL opportunity driven as much as anything. And I don't know that he's reading the situation correctly, but um, it, it's clear he wanted to do to do something else. And so the, the question is, like, this is going to happen year after year. You, you would think and hope it's not to this degree that it's your, that your starting quarterback potentially in a in a starting uh, receiver. But if you're Michigan State, what you have to do is you have to build a program. So that you can lose a couple good players every year, 
and it's just a nick. The program keeps rolling. Like if Michigan right now lost a couple guys, the program would most likely just keep rolling. If Michigan State basketball were to lose one of the guys who's testing the NBA draft waters, it's not that big a deal. they got a lot of good players. They'll be fine. They can still have a great season. You have to get your program to the point where it doesn't feel like it's really limiting your ceiling and lowering your floor. Graham College from the Lansing State Journal, also co-host on College in the Rue podcast. You can find wherever you download pod, our podcast. Uh, joining us uh, here on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line. Yeah, the timing of it. Uh, a season that is pivotal for Mel Tucker and his staff to lose three starters. I get the school year is just ending. These guys want to get in to another school, which I'll get to in a moment. But, you know, off of how bad they looked in front of the home fans last year, uh, the underachieving season, uh, man, you know, you take away Kenneth Walker in those first two wins against Michigan, and I'm trying to think you're holding on to that great recruiting class that they were able to hold on to. You're Mel Tucker. This is a, a big year, and you just lost three starters uh, to start the month of May. Yeah, it's not ideal. I mean, the timing is is because it was the final day of the transfer portal, right? And that's so that day is going to be a day. I think Michigan State fans will will learn to fear a little bit, and every fan base will, will be aware of kind of going forward. That's why it happened as it happened, and not and not earlier, um, or not later, and a little more spaced out. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's not. A, it's certainly not ideal because what you lose is. You don't know what you have in Noah Kim and Kate Hauser. I mean, they may have an idea of what they have. They may have high hopes for them. But you, you certainly, your, your your floor is lowered. And, and people will say, well, if they're going to be a young, you know, because you could look at it like this. In terms of, like I look at their program in terms of when expectations for Mel Tucker are fair to be significantly higher is beginning really 2024 and definitely 2025. When like 2025 is the year his first real recruiting class becomes seniors and redshirt juniors. And at that point, if it's going to happen under Mel Tucker, it may not happen that year. It doesn't mean they have to beat Ohio State that year, but you should be able to see it. You should be able to say, okay, this is something. And even next year, 2024, I would say you ought to really see the progress. You're starting to get upperclassmen among his recruits. You're, you know, the roster is more permeated with his guys and not just transfers plugging holes and, and, and whatnot. And this year, though, even, the, you, you do want to see some things start to change. You don't want to lose the same way, and I think that's important. They, this year should not be a year people expect greatness out of that team. It's just unrealistic. It, 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 it stinks for MSU fans. The timeline isn't great. It's not fun. But what you want is you want to see – you want to lose different or be mediocre, mediocre differently. You want to start to see progress on that offensive line, better depth, along the defense. You want to win a game maybe because of the defense, not have that group be such a problem that you're just trying to get through. And so I think there is better depth in the program. I think there's a chance that, you know, and it's not that you don't want, um, you know, you'd rather have Keon Coleman, that bona fide guy who gives, uh, you know, gives other teams trouble. But I do think there's a chance that they're better up front on both sides of the ball in terms of depth and and talent, and and you start to see some progress there. Will it mean more than six wins? Maybe not. And because I'll I'll tell you this, if you take a guy like Jaden Reed off that 2021 team, and we talk about uh, Kenneth Walker, but you just take the big plays he made, the moments he made, you know, they're they're at best instead of 11 and two, seven and six at best. And so, yeah, yeah, it's it's not a great deal, but it's also these are two guys who weren't going to be around 
when they really started winning anyway. And I think if you're Michigan State, you have to look at it like that. This doesn't have to hinder the trajectory of the program, but it definitely is a challenge this season. Graham Couch, uh, more on this, Couch in the Roo podcast, wherever you download podcasts, Lansing State Journal, follow Graham, C-O-U-C-H, on Twitter. Thank you, my man, for the update. Anytime. All right, Graham Graham Couch checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. A craft coffee uh, brewed in Grand Rapids, nitro cold brew, canned in GR. Look for it at your local retailer or order it up for your home or business at roastumber.com. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. At Mercantile Bank, we believe supporting the communities we serve is a vital part of who we are. Our team is here to make a positive impact, a real difference, and we're always looking for leaders to join our team because we're not just a bank. We're a partner here to support what matters most. Come grow with us. Visit MercBank.com to learn more and let's support our community together. Mercantile Bank, member FDIC, equal opportunity employer. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. For a lot of us, music and mental health are intertwined. That's why the Collaborative Lab created Intune, a free live stream event, and you're invited. May 18th is Mental Health Action Day, so take action for your own mental health by joining us from 7 to 9 p.m. Musical performances and conversations with the Verve Pipe, Barrel Bones, Carlos Cece, Cole Hansen, and more. Visit IUnderstandLoveHeals.org to learn how you can join the party for free. Get ready to swing for a good cause at Van Andel Institute. Purple Community's 11th Annual Be Brave Golf Outing on May 6th at Thornapple Point Golf Club in GR. It's a day of fun for all golf enthusiasts and proceeds benefit breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Register at VAI.org. Godsmack, live and in your face. Friday, May 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino, plus Bad Wolves. And St. Show, St. Night, Bullet for My Valentine. Tickets start at $28 on sale now at the Soaring Eagle Box Office or etix.com. Party hard, rock harder, Godsmack, May 26th, part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Wearing his Michigan State hat. And actually, it has a Spartan logo with a minus three on it for the three starters who hit the portal. Now, Graham Couch, who just joined us for the Lansing State Journal, he tells the Michigan State fans to be patient until 2024, 2025. I'm telling you right now, when your coach is making $95 million, $9.5 million a year, no. And some will compare it to Harbaugh. I had that great first year, then struggled, and then got it back. So, okay, where are the building blocks? Because now that you lost Keon Coleman, your best offensive player, right? Reed was drafted by the Packers, I think, with pick 50. You know, Peyton Thorne did not have a good year, but I'm telling you right now, nobody on Michigan State had a great year. Think about the games they were just destroyed at home in front of the fans. You, the loyal Michigan State fans. So they look surprisingly good in what we expected going into the season when they beat up on Western, right? We're like, okay, here we go. This is going to be that potential 8-4 and four team, right? Then go 8-4. and four. Superfly was excited. Look what they did to the Broncos. Then they hammer Akron, 52-0. You're like, here we go. 95 million reasons why we might win the Big Ten East. Then they go body back. And then they go out to Washington, and that game's not as close as the final score. It says 39-28. They were that they had garbage points on the end. So now Superfly said, well, you know, they had to travel out there, and you you take that flight where you gotta like turn on the globe and you gotta go way up and you get get air legs, and so they get hammered by Washington. They come back home and just get destroyed by Minnesota at Spartan Stadium. Lose at Maryland. Hammered by the Buckeyes. Buckeyes could have put 70 on him if they wanted to. Ryan Day backed off because he says, look, I'm going to lose to Michigan. I need to back off on Michigan State because that way half the people in the state like me. He did that. And then they, they had that comeback against Wisconsin that I didn't see coming. Michigan manhandled them start to finish, 29-7. At Illinois was... Is that their best win of the season? It might be at Illinois. Uh, And then they beat Rutgers. And then Indiana, uh, they lost that in double OT at home. And then at Penn State, they were manhandled. So, again, they're five and seven. There was expectations for like eight and four. You lose Thorne, you lose Coleman. Brantley is starting corner. You're a five and seven team. You lose three starters. Jeff, you know football. You scout teams for draftwire.com, for Lions Wire. Uh, yeah, Thorne wasn't you know set to go join uh, the NFL. Coleman could be an NFL-type re- receiver. And Brantley, on a bad defense, was a starter at corner. Again, not going to go to the NFL, but you lost three starters. Trying to say this isn't that big of a deal and now spin it that oh maybe a couple of years before we see a Mel Tucker team, you can't go eleven and two. You can't have the expectations of last year because when you look at that schedule, and I go back on that five and seven year, it was almost like eight and four was your number you could just mail it in. 
And now saying you're going to wait two more years, a Spartan nation that's going to wait two more years to win, I don't buy it. That's, I really don't. That's a tough sell, man. It really uh, no is. No way. I mean, I, I understand the point that other teams are also losing important players to the transfer portal, but you got to look at yourself a little bit there. And, like, that's, that's not what Mel Tucker has been selling. He's been selling that we are a destination Woodshed. school. Yeah. Tuck coming. Hashtag. Yeah. I, I, hold on one second. got to check my Twitter feed, Jeff. I gotta see if hashtag Tuck coming 2025 is trending. <laughs> Superfly just I guess not. Superfly just put up a big sign with the green and white Spartan flag that says 2025 hashtag Tuck wins it all. Man, maybe he'll get an influx of transfer portal talent at some point. Well, he did. He, he, yeah, he he's did done the, that. Been there, done that. But Kenneth Walker got to do it again, <laughs> right? But but when you're doing this, this is my point here. And some listener had a great tweet yesterday that that I retweeted. When you live by the portal, you die by the portal. Absolutely. So you you and the one thing I go back to Izzo in our all access show inside the Breslin back in October, and he said, "Hey, I don't tell other coaches what to do." He says, but my portal's going to be limited because I can't afford, especially in a basketball team, you don't have you know 80 guys or whatever it is with walk-ons like football. I, I can't risk my culture, right? Makes sense. So it, when, when, you live by the, when you live by the portal, you die by the portal. They have a really good NIL Evergreen program, I think it's called, at Michigan State. They have good people in the right positions. But I will tell you that last year was not a well-coached season. It goes beyond transfers. No transfers really hit big, right? No, they didn't. Because everyone was thinking, who's the next Kenneth Walker, right? We're, we're trained for that. That's what we're looking for. That who's the next Kenneth? And it didn't happen. So there's your live by the portal, die by the portal. So you get a season where you underachieved. Now you're making $9.5 whatever the final number is. I know the deal's $95 million over 10 years. Now you face a season where I thought, okay, with Thorne, with Coleman, with Brantley starting in the secondary, you go seven and five, six and six even, get to a bowl game, and you're beginning the build back. Yeah. Well, to now hear that, well, the Spartan fans may need to wait until 2025. I don't think college sports fans, knowing their coaches making almost $10 million a year, that they're going to wait and see if it works out again until 2025. No way. Yeah. I, th- I thought Graham Couch in the first segment today did a great job of explaining that the way we're reacting to and consuming college sports is changing. And I think that the, the thought that you just expressed about making them wait doesn't fly anymore. It, it, especially with the coaching salaries the way they are. Like it's like the pros now, right? Yeah. You're, you're ex- they, they make more money than the pro coaches do. That, that was one of the that was one of the things that when when people were talking about Jim Harbaugh possibly leaving, he's going to make a heck of a lot more money in Michigan than he could ever make in the NFL. Like that's that's just the reality of the situation. Does Tuck almost makes or make twice as much as Dan Campbell does as Lions head coach? Is Campbell around not, five million? A little over five million. So yeah, almost double. Mel Tucker is making almost double what Dan Campbell makes as Lions head coach. Yeah, and, and that's not counting. All the ancillary deals that he, it doesn't count Dan's either, but you, you know Mel's getting cars and sweetheart deals around. You, you got that money because every you had, coach gets you had that. beat Michigan twice. You were two and zero. LSU was looking at 
Tucker. You had Ishby, another big boosters. Michigan State has as much money behind them as any school in the country. And you gave him a deal thinking, here we go, which now you finish out your 11-2, and you beat Pitt in the Peach Bowl. Walker uh, splashes in the NFL. Things are ready. Look at this offseason. And you lay an egg last year. Five and seven. Live live by the transfer portal, die by it. Now you have a great recruiting class. Recruiting, I'll give Coach Tucker credit there, but that's still hit and miss. Now, can your coaches coach you up? Because here's what I'll say about Michigan State from 2021 to 2022. It looked like Thorne regressed. It looked like Coleman regressed. It looked like players regressed, especially on offense. That comes down to coaching in my book. That's one of the one of the tenets of coaching. Do your players get better? Uh, we talk about this in an NFL draft context all the time. Like Clemson gets all those five-star recruits. How many of those guys got better while they were at Clemson or were just really, really good when they got there? So a lot of that this weekend. That's one of the reasons why Miles Murphy went later than expected, why Brian, Brian Bercy went later than expected. You're talking about former Clemson players. Yeah. Right? They, they, they don't develop players there. That's not what their mission is. It seems like that is not the mission at Michigan State right now. They, have, they, they certainly could prove me wrong on that, but they don't seem like a cool – like I give Harbaugh a lot of grief – they do get their players better. Players, when they walk in as a freshman to when they leave as a junior or a senior, they got better at football. And you just don't see that that much at Michigan State. And I'll use Jaden Reed as an example. He didn't do a lot last year for Michigan State. We, we went to the Senior Bowl Which this is year. shocking considering you lost Walker and how did you not design your entire offense around Reed if you're Mel Tucker? A, sec, a top 50 overall pick. And we, when he we went to the Senior Bowl, we're down there and we're like, okay, we, we don't expect a lot out of him, quite frankly, because we didn't see it. He was best receiver in Mobile, and it wasn't close. He was really good down there. Ran 21 and a half miles an hour. Like, was getting open against really good guys. Was catching everything. Was like, where was this guy in East Lansing? And that, that that's that's going to be where where Mel, if if he's going to get, he's going to keep getting the recruits that he gets. And he, he, you're right, he does do a very good job of recruiting. They got to start focusing a little bit more on player development because. Uh, if you're not going to have that, then you absolutely have to rely on the transfer portal, and you're plucking guys that got developed elsewhere and taking them from a Mac school or a GLIAC school or something like that where they're moving up and have outplayed where they were at, and that's how you get them. But if you can't develop the, the four and five stars, they're going to they're gonna see that. They're going to start going other places. That's what happened to Texas. Texas was getting five stars year in, year out. Those guys weren't getting better under Mac Brown, and they they pulled the plug. They certainly wasn't getting under Charlie Strong. Like they and those the the top recruits started seeing that, and they're like, "Oh man, this isn't the place where it's going to help me get to the NFL because I'm not getting any better." Um, it doesn't happen at Clemson yet because they're just so good, and, and some of the guys do get better. But that's uh, that's a, that's a very dangerous edge to play on. Yeah, and and you're Mel Tucker, so now what? Because you lost Thorne. Keon Coleman and Brantley that you think that's going to be the excuse card to play if you're four and eight this fall and get everybody hyped up that 2024 is going to be the year. I don't think that works in today's college football. While while Michigan may win the national championship, 
Michigan's got a very good chance of winning the national okay. championship this All year. All right, so Michigan had the third most players drafted in this weekend's NFL draft. They've become the football factory that the Michigan fans have desired going back to the end of Lloyd Carr. But they want it to be like Alabama, Oklahoma, Clemson. You mentioned Ohio State. They've owned Ohio State the last two years, demolished them home and away. Won back-to-back Big Ten titles. Yes, they laid eggs in the college football playoff, but there they are, top three in pretty much every way-too-early preseason poll. And I will tell you, in doing a statewide show here for over 21 years, that the Michigan State fan will not sit around until 2025 waiting for a coach with a $95 million contract to tell them it will get better. It's all about the scoreboard. And if you're a Michigan State fan in terms of a quality win at home last year that you paid for for your ticket, you're a donor, you got the club seats, maybe you got a suite. You witness wins against Western and Akron. Hammered by yeah, hammered by Minnesota. I'm talking home. Embarrassed by Ohio State. You had the nice win, the shocking double OT win over Wisconsin, best win of the year at home. By the and way, you, not a good Wisconsin team either. No, no, but they, <laughs> and they lost to Indiana at home. I was at that one. That was that was, so that was you, a fun game. You had like one quality win, and that was a very average Wisconsin team. Yeah. Okay, that ended up what? You know, getting rid of Chris and going to Luke Fickle and Matt Mitchell, the former Grand Valley head coach, working special teams in the defense. So there you go. It, uh, I will tell you right now, the Michigan State fan base, which is cool. All right? I love all of you out there. You're not going to wait around with a coach making almost $10 million a year to tell you, hey, you know what? 2024, we'll get our guys in, and 2025 will be good. No, no. And I know a lot of Michigan State fans are comparing this to Harbaugh's start. Harbaugh's problem was he had talent there that he wasn't maximizing. So what did Harbaugh continue to do? He continued to hire new assistants until he found the group that could maximize his talent. He looked in the mirror and saw what he didn't do well, and he surrounded himself with guys who do do that well, and it made them a better team. Bingo. End of story. So we'll see how it plays out for Mel Tucker and Michigan State. Jeff Risden in studio. Rest of the broadcast. Uh, We will break down the Lions draft this past weekend in Kansas City. Talk about the rest of the NFC North and the NFL. If you have a Lions question or NFL question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show. On Facebook, also opted on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. NBA playoffs have been fantastic. you got to love Steph in the 50 he threw on the road in Sacramento in that Game 7 win. They're going to move on now and play the Lakers. That should be an awesome series. So the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, huge offer uh, for new customers listening right now. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use code HUGE when you sign up, and you can make a $5 NBA playoff pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, everyone who has the DraftKings Sportsbook app downloaded 
and they get action on it, can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with code HUGE. Then those new customers who do that can make that $5 NBA playoff pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. This is only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you use code HUGE to sign up. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Opt-in required. One bonus bet issued based on amount of initial losing NBA bet. Eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions apply terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms everything huge 24 7 at the huge show.net we played for the thrill that rush you feel with the game on the line i'm herman moore lions all pro wide receiver now with eagle casino and sports the new sportsbook app from soren eagle anywhere i'm at i'm still in the game Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Have you ever played golf at Tullymore? St. Ives. Have you experienced a stay-and-play package in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids? Well, here's what you need to do if you want to take advantage of great deals right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com, and you'll see the link for packages, accommodations, dining, meetings, weddings, events, and so much more. And especially golf on the 18-hole layout at Tullymore and the 18-hole at St. Ives, and they can accommodate any group, whether it's two people getting together or 200 looking for a weekend or an overnight celebration. That includes a little business, golf, great food, and beverages. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're located in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of GR. Get more info at TullymoreGolf.com. Sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Just did. Nicolope Ultra Organic Seltzer, made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Nicolope Ultra Organic Seltzer, IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to the Huge Show. 
listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Back live across Michigan, Superfly Hayes is our executive producer wearing his Spartan hat, and he just actually posted another note on the studio window. Don't stop believing. Man. Spartan football isn't dead, even though Justin Rose, a former TV guy in Detroit, and Jeff Risden will join us throughout the rest of the broadcast talking Lions draft, NFL Justin Rose, the former Channel 7 sports anchor, mm-hmm. he, he sent out a tweet yesterday afternoon, and I'm quoting him, Michigan State football is dead. That, and that's a diehard Sparty. But Superfly won't give up on him. He hates Hardball. He says Hardball is Satan. Wow. He says Hardball was down at that hotel where the Satan had Satan gone, where they have a convention with Satan worshipers. Hey, you got the statue of Baphomet down there. How do you, Good how do you book that? Who, who at the hotel decided like, yeah, so what's your group? Oh, uh, Satan worshipers. We can get you the 129 double rate and we'll, we'll do a Lucifer breakfast with deviled eggs. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, who books that? Satan gone? That's, but uh, people have a right. It's America. It is. You have a right. If people could have a Comic Con, you can have a Satan Con because I don't think there's too much separation. Why? Oh <laughs> I don't. I don't. If you wanna, if you wanna go meet a raccoon in Guardians from the Galaxy who's there in a costume, and you're gonna pay to go to Comic Con, I don't agree with ripping up the Bible like they were doing at the Satan Con that I saw on Twitter, but they were trashing the Bible. Like at St. Con, but people have a right to, if you want to go meet the raccoon, the talking raccoon from Guardians of the Galaxy, and you watch all those Marvel movies like they're real, more power to you, okay? But you got to respect the saint worshipers. They, they have a right. They do. I don't agree with it. And I don't agree with people worshiping a talking raccoon who's now in his like fourth movie. The guy's a millionaire. They just, just keep making those, don't they? Guardians, how many times does the galaxy have to get blown up? Is there a Marvel? You've never watched a Marvel movie? No, I'm not a Marvel guy. I've watched a couple because of my kids, but usually I would just check football scores and sit in the back row at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids. I'm not a big Marvel guy. I wasn't a comic book guy growing up. No, not at all. No, and and that's where I think some of those kids all developed it. And then they start watching cartoons, right? Like Superfly. He was... You know, his family there, the many sheep and many horse farm north of Rockford, they were big Michigan State fans. He grew up cheering on, go green, go white. They do that at the breakfast table as mom, Mama Hayes, and then Daddy Hayes, like Hammer and Hank, go green, go white. And they'd all sit around and watch the games. And now they're wondering, go green, go white, who's going to be our quarterback tonight? Go green, go white, who's our top receiver tonight? Go green, go white. Who's going to play corner? 
That's super fly. You ever been up to the mini sheep and mini horse farm? I have not. It's pretty cool. I got, I got to get up there. Brett's got to take me up there somewhere. Yeah, I don't know why. They just don't do regular sheep and regular horse, but Hammer and Hank says it's a space issue. Oh, so, there you go. Yeah. So you, got, you got a mini donkey? Because those are cute. Oh, yeah. Those are, those are great. They got a bunch of mini asses running up there around the farm. So they got Put that. that one on a tee for you, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff. We're going to get down to business. We're going to break down yes. to the Lions draft selections, rest of the NFL, NFC North coming up. If you do have a Lions NFL question, you can chime in on the Mercantile Bank listener line. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Comments on the Lions draft and the rest of the NFL ad huge show on Twitter, the huge show on Facebook. Also, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean and more. Just search the huge show where you download podcast and catch up and listen on your schedule. Big. Bad. Huge. Following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan, and it's NBA playoff time. That means big hoops action on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So get in on the action of every game with just a touch of a button on your mobile device, and new customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets If your team wins, just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that promo code HUGE when you sign up. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the HUGE show across Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the HUGE show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the HUGE show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your HUGE opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the HUGE one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It's our number two on a Moneyline Monday. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Jeff Risden uh, in studio with us from the Lions Wire, Draft Wire, Detroit Lions podcast. Uh, his busiest weekend of the year uh, just concluded uh, with the NFL draft down in Kansas City. And I know we talked a little bit about this in our number one. Uh, but when we're looking at the Lions, when we look at this draft class, and we think about immediate impact. Guys who helped the Lions win games this fall from the entire list drafted. How many are instant impact players? I think you're definitely looking at three. I think uh, Jameer Gibbs, obviously, he's gonna he's gonna get the ball a lot, and he might have he might catch fifty passes this year. Uh, and uh, you know, we talked about it last week. We talked about it in the first hour too. Uh, the you were looking for a home run hitter, a guy who could like bridge the gap until when J Mo gets back. That's Gibbs. 
That's that's the guy you were looking for. It might not be the package you thought it would be or the package that I thought it would be, but that's that's what he's going to do. So he is he's I've said this a few times over the, over the course of the weekend. He is everything that fans and fantasy football people wanted DeAndre Swift to be, but Swift couldn't be. And that's going to be fun to watch in this offense. And with the Swift deal over the weekend to the Eagles, and the one thing I said, my immediate thought on it was, I don't like helping teams in front of you, but then when you rolled into the huge studio today, (laughs) you just succinctly said he won't help them. And and we'll get into that uh, more later. Uh, But when I look at Gibbs and and why fantasy guys love him, he's going to catch passes, he's going to score touchdowns catching the ball, when you went inside the video, because Alabama's about Saban, it was about Bryce Young, it was about Will Anderson, and Gibbs comes in from Georgia Tech. Yeah. So, you know, the transfer portal guys haven't built a name, an image, and maybe some likeness money with <laughs> Alabama. But uh, Gibbs, Gibbs was a guy that you watched as the season went along. And Alabama had their ups and downs, right, especially when uh, Young would get banged up. Saban relied on Gibbs. He turned to him a lot. On, I'd watch in some of those games late. Gibbs was touching the ball every single time. Now, he's small, but he has that one-touch ability to take it to the house. Absolutely. And you saw, like, and we talked about this in the context of Bryce Young, this was probably Alabama's worst team they've had in a long time, especially on offense. Like their offensive line. Two of the first three draft picks are from your team, and we're talking about them as one of the worst. Seriously, (laughs) I know (laughs) that's something about saving, doesn't it? Yeah, but like their offensive line, um, uh, Steen went what fourth round. Ekior went undrafted, um, and that's a guy that I thought would get like that. that, Those are best linemen. You know, their their wide receivers. I don't think they had one drafted. I don't think they had any eligible. You know, lay to their tight end. Um, was a big disappointment for them, and he went sixth round. I want to say. Well, Gibbs was their go-to guy, absolutely, and he he shouldered that very well with not the best supporting cast. Now you're giving him arguably the best offensive line in football, and letting him operate behind that, and he's got you know pro talent, you know, legit viable threats around him, and Amon Ross, St. Brown, you know Josh Reynolds, um, Sam Laporta, who we'll talk about in a minute here. That's that's set up great for him, and he doesn't have to do it by himself because they still got David Montgomery too. And David Montgomery is a guy that is going to produce quite a bit as well, I would suspect. So I, I I really like it, and you know we talked about it off the air. We were shocked by the 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 way that they addressed the positions, you know. Of running, need. Yeah, right. Of running back and then linebacker is the first two picks. We're like, okay, whoa, whoa where, where are we? Uh, you know, <laughs> what, what Fantasy happened? land. Yeah. And, you know, with Gibbs, they got a guy that's going to be, I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he winds up leading them in yards from scrimmage this coming season with re- receiving and rushing yards put together. Because I think, I think he's got that kind of sizzle to him. And uh, it's interesting. One of the things I, for DraftWire today, we put up uh, the the odds for Offensive Rookie of the Year, and I did DraftKings as as one of the sources for it. And since I wrote that this morning, the odds have gone like he he's still fifth on the list, but he went from like plus eight hundred to plus six hundred. Like people are starting to figure out, hey, this guy's he's going to do some things. He is, and the ability to put him out in the slot to send him out wide and just go. Yeah. You know, you got another sub four four forty. 
uh, to couple with J-Mo when he comes back from the gambling yeah. uh, suspension. You know, they brought more speed to the offense. I was hooked on Carter, especially as the draft is unfolding and you're getting all the wheeling and dealing that we talked about in hour number one. When, you know, Anderson goes three, I was hoping, man, that's going to be Lions. When they said trade <laughs> is in, trade alert, right? You know, like we mentioned in hour one. Yeah, yeah we did. But, but for what they did with every single, what I call legit pick, because you're going to hope that anybody uh, beyond, you know, the fourth round sticks with the team, that you get a surprise. And I do like the green wide receiver, a vertical guy. Again, speed can catch a deep ball. You know, almost a poor man's DJ chart type receiver, right? Absolutely, yeah. Right? So, you know, in North Carolina, threw the ball around a lot. So I, I didn't have any issues uh, with any pick, but I look at Gibbs as an impact player. Uh, yeah. Jack Campbell, who Jack, we discussed. Jack, Jack Campbell's going to start. Right, he's going to start. The guy <laughs> the guy was dressed like he's going to work for Tom Rosenbach over at Bean Garter. <laughs> and, you know, he arrives in Detroit. He's like, yeah, I just got back from finishing up tax season with Tommy Rosenbach over at Bean Garter. Uh, and Good Sam, people, by the way. Sam Laporta is, they, they made references on the TV broadcast that similar vein, also a similar spot in the draft, actually a little bit higher than Kittle, but a George Kittle like tight end. He, w- if you're looking at the Iowa tight ends that have come out lately, he is more like George Kittle than he is TJ Hawkinson. And like Hawk- Hawkinson's a good good player. He- is that because of speed? Speed, yeah. yeah. And, and speed his- again. What are we talking about here? The first two players yeah. we're discussing. Yeah, speed. offensively. The, the other thing with Laporta is he's great after the catch. And like, what what do we hate about TJ Hawkinson? He's going to try to hurdle somebody, and he's going to flop on his butt as soon as he catches them. The first guy that hits him gets him on the ground all the time. That does not happen with Sam Laporta. He is a run-after-the-threat catch. He's probably not as physical as as Hawkinson, but I think he, he wears that well. He And this is a guy you can, you can flex him out into the slot. That's not a place where Hawkinson was particularly comfortable. Hawkinson liked being in line, chipping, and going out. And he was good at it. He'll be good at it in Minnesota, too. No... No no hard words for, for T.J. Hawkinson, but Laporta is a different kind of guy, and he's much more like Kittle. He is more like, um, uh, if you remember, O.J. Howard from Alabama. He's that kind of a guy. And O.J. Howard has had an up-and-down career, but hurt a lot. But that's that's sort of uh, sort of the, the thing you're going to get with him. He is He's not going to be a devastating blocker. Uh, Hawkinson was advertised as that, never really became that, still isn't, by the way. But Laporta is at least functional at that, but he's he, where he comes on is bringing the receiving. And now you've given Jared Goff all these weapons. Uh, the, he's, he's, a, he's a much more dynamic athlete than James Mitchell is, and Brock Wright is. And uh, be lucky if, uh, if either Zilstra brother sticks around now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that, I like that one. Let me get Brian Branch. I in my what I would do mock draft, which I put out the first rounder, before, right? Yeah. He, he was my pick at eighteen. I agree. That, that's who I wanted, and I wonder what they're going to do with him. And we haven't really heard what they're going to do with him yet. But he he is exactly the same kind of guy that Sean, that CJ Gardner Johnson is a a versatile. Don't call him a safety. He's a defensive back. He's playing in the CJ's playing in the slot right now, playing that. That kind of overhang slot safety role. He can slide back into the box. You might see you might see Branch playing some outside corner, which he did as a freshman at Alabama, and by the way, he was pretty good at it. He he offers that sort of versatility. I think they're going to try to find like the first year 
And they've done this with a few different. They they tried it. They tried this out with with what they had with Okuda. They tried it with Ifiatu Malifonwu. Uh, unfortunately, that just hasn't worked out. But they're trying to find the best spot for where he he fits into the team. And I think you're going to see him move around a lot. And they're going to experiment with where he can go. So I don't know if he's going to have the biggest impact as a rookie. But once he gets settled into where he's going, he's going to be really good. Really good. Name the last safety the Lions had that could get after the quarterback, walk it up, and just go and have the speed to get there before the quarterback could release it. Who, who's that guy? Probably Lewis Delmas when his knees were intact. So how many years have we looked that, at? That was, he, was the, he was the Matthew Stafford draft, 2009. Yeah, so yeah. yeah great, I, great player. I wish he could have stayed healthy. Cause he you was, know, legendary he safeties. Because the one thing I remember about Branch and watching a lot of those Alabama 330 and Saturday night games in the SEC – they would walk him up and turn him loose into the opponent's backfield. Absolutely. And he has the ability and the quickness with his hips and his feet. He can line up over the slot and go in and rush the passer, but he can also like, oh, okay, they're, they're flexing their back out you know, to, to try to get me to go. He can go out and cover that back out of the backfield just like, like that. My, my finger didn't snap there. Like that. It's almost like he's a four-position player, and let me explain that. You yeah. mentioned he can play outside corner. He can, can play either safety, can play... Uh, Nickelback can play almost like a, a stand-up outside linebacker. There's he, he, versi- play, he plays that Jabril Peppers role at Michigan very well. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And, and so you're seeing just an athlete. We're talking about Gibbs. Uh, wh- what do we have here? Brant's speed added to the defense. Laporta's speed added to the tight end position. Uh, Gibbs' speed added to the running back position. And think about your Jared Goff. And the last time we saw him... They took care of business against Rodgers and the Packers on Sunday Night Football in America. Now, and we'll have J-Mo in six games, but your new additions are Montgomery between the tackles at running back, the speed of Gibbs, Laporta and his speed and his flexibility to be flexed out. Right. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr. as a possession guy. Look at the upgrades they have on offense. We're not even talking about J-Mo, who we won't see until Game 7. And that's that's a great way to cover J-Mo for that amount of time. Uh, it actually makes me worry a little bit more about J-Mo, what's, where he's going to fit in when he comes back. But we'll jump off that bridge when we get J-Mo's to J-Mo's going to fit in with go. Go. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Just go and hope, hope Goff is going to get him the ball. Or here's a drag route underneath. And, and think about Gibbs, too. The one thing I like watching him against great athletic teams like LSU, Georgia, go down the list, that name a linebacker who one-on-one is going to cover Gibbs if he swings out of the backfield, if he lines up in the slot and cuts in, and now Goff is looking deep for J-Mo, but now he's going to see Gibbs underneath, right? Man, there aren't many that can do it. There's mm-hmm. not many at all that can do it. And you know, we didn't talk much about him, but Antoine Green, four three seven at six foot two, two hundred pounds, vertical. All you, yeah. all you read and listened to everybody, McShay, Mel Kiper, vertical, vertical. The highlights were straight down the sidelines and go. So you can have Green on one side and you have J-Mo on the other. You have St. Brown as your possession guy. It's, it's fun to consider. You have Laporta at tight end. You have Gibbs. You have Montgomery when you get a lead or you want to eat clock between the tackles. Exactly. And that's and you see why Swift didn't fit and why he requested trade, whatever the you know stories were out there. They knew they didn't need him anymore. Yeah. That's they, it. Yeah. It's like a CUDA. 
Yeah, he, he's superfluous for what they're trying to do. Oh, like, my God, you're dropping big words. You can tell draft weekend is over because Rizzy's <laughs> back in the hizzy with the big word of the day. You're like, superfluous. I'm like thinking, is that the is that the Marvel movie with the guy that becomes like, you know, an action hero with the kid? What is that? I, I You know what? I'll, I'll be honest. I have never seen a Marvel or... I, I'm, just, I'm not a fan. Of I'm that. not a. I'm not a comic. The book Guardians dude. of the Galaxy. Did that just come out or is it coming out? Because yeah, if you're going to pay to go to Celebration Cinema and see a talking raccoon, uh, good luck. Okay, There's a, is that a raccoon in Guardians of the Galaxy? He talks. Okay, he okay. talks. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I can't. You know, no. I way. haven't. I haven't seen any of that. That's that raccoons serve no purpose. Okay, they don't. They're going to get in your garbage. I tried to get one off of my porch when I was living in Caledonia with a broom, and I basically was like, I was in the movie Gladiator. I was Russell Crowe taking on the, and then and then all of a sudden they're like a gang, and there's three more. Uh, they, they got you like surrounded. They're crafty. Man. So now, yeah, they're like coming from all angles, hissing, and I'm like, I got two brooms, and the next thing I know, I look like I'm doing a bad cha-cha right now. <laughs> And there comes another. There's like four raccoons. That's what they do. I was camping one time with my wife in, in up north, and uh, we left out some donuts. Our mistake. They got into the hostess donut. They actually opened the box. It wasn't opened yet. They're very. They they're, ate, they they're ate very all neat. the ones. They didn't eat the cinnamon donuts. So, like, if you want to be raccoon safe, get the cinnamon toasted or fried. They didn't like the. It's they, too spicy. Yeah, whatever it was. They ate the chocolate. They ate the the cake ones. They, did, they didn't touch the cinnamon. I I read a story. Most raccoons are very picky when it comes to cinnamon flavored breakfast treats. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire. You want to look back at the Lions. Draft the rest of the NFL, Draft Wire and Lions Wire on Twitter and online. Also, the Detroit Lions podcast. Search for that on YouTube. Jeff is one of uh, the co hosts there. If you have a Lions NFL comment or question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1 866 838 4843. That's 1 866 838 Huge. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show. On Facebook and opt-in on the huge text chain, text word huge out of 21,000. In our next segment, I do want to get more into Jack Campbell because you, you know, some of the highlights you see, he'll look great against C.J. Stroud. He gets toasted by Blake Corum. I'm looking at some of the Big Ten highlights about his lateral speed. I know he's going to be an old school. We had Gary Dolphin, voice of Iowa, on the show last Friday, and he said, you know, he won the Buckus Award, and he's... Kind of that type of linebacker, great leader. Uh, so we'll talk more about Campbell coming up. Rizzy in the hizzy. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up to get all of the promo hookups. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. We played for the thrill, that rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older than Michigan to play. 
Get ready to swing for a good cause at Van Andel Institute Purple Community's 11th Annual Be Brave Golf Outing on May 6th at Thornapple Point in GR. With the shotgun start at 8.30 a.m., this is the event for all golf enthusiasts. Participate in an individual or foursome admission, all while having food and beverages provided. The best part is that 100% of the proceeds will benefit breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Register now at VAI.org. That's VAI.org. Got any plans for Mental Health Action Day? You do now. Join us online on Thursday, May 18th from 7 to 9 p.m. for In Tune, a free live stream event featuring performances and conversations with the Verve Pipe, Barrel Bones, Carlos Cece, Cole Hansen, and more. Visit IUnderstandLoveHeals.org to find out how you can log in and join the celebration for free. May 18th is Mental Health Action Day. Take action. Visit IUnderstandLoveHeals.org and join the celebration. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm-direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. Breaking Benjamin. Live in concert in Grand Rapids. With special guests, Bush. And Another Day Dawns. See them live at Van Andel Arena, May 16th. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. visit breakingbenjamin.com get tickets now make sure you listen weekly to our moving ferris forward interviews with ferris president bill pink and other leaders who are moving ferris forward find out more about big rapids and ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu you're listening to the huge show on the michigan sports network Back on the huge show across Michigan, Moneyline Monday broadcast presented by DraftKings. Always use that promo code HUGE when you sign up to get the promo hookups. Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire, the Detroit Lions podcast in studio. You have a Lions or NFL comment or question. You can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, kind of going through uh, the Lions and all their picks. And we mentioned Jack Campbell in the last segment. You know, the one question I have is that lateral speed. And we've always talked about that. And that's what I liked about Barnes out of Purdue is that he had that lateral quickness. They may turn around and use him like a Micah Parsons and situational uh, plays for the Lions this year. But, you know, the Jack Campbell pick, uh, it wasn't sexy. Devin Gardner... Did call it on the huge show. I said, give me he a did. surprise at 18. And he said, uh, Jack Campbell, uh, linebacker out of Iowa. The more you digest this, the more you break it down with the draft wire and Lions wire teams. Uh, tell me why you like Jack Campbell as an instant starter with the Lions and his impact from game one. I think his ability to process information quickly and apply what he... Uh, 
to react to what his eyes see and also to what he anticipates from seeing the, the, the snap pre-set, pre-snap. He's really good at that. And I think he's going to be... So we talked a lot about the run defense being a problem. He, they're solving their run defense not by getting all the, the guys up front that I think a lot of us expected. They're they're taking a more proactive approach with their linebackers. And that's surprising to me because that's out of character for what they've tried to do over the last few years. But maybe it's... Maybe they had an epiphany, like, hey, maybe our linebackers need to be better, guys. And that's that's what they went after. And uh, I'm still not crazy about the value of taking a first-round off-ball linebacker. Um, maybe it's scars of Jared Davis and Ernie Sims. Uh, the last two that they did didn't, didn't exactly work out all that well. I will say this, though, for Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell is a much... Um, Higher football IQ than those guys. Um, Ernie Sims was a guy, he, he was just so flat out fast, but he, he, he didn't understand football. You know, I, I think Jared Davis, I, I still don't know why it didn't work out because I, I really like Jared Davis. He's, he's a very bright guy off the field too, like a fun guy to talk to, a good guy to have a great conversation with, but it just doesn't flow on the field. With Jack Campbell, even when he wasn't playing great at Iowa, and that wasn't very often, but you always got the sense that like he understood what was what, what the offense was trying to do to him and how they were going to attack him. And if he failed, it was because he was a little bit slow in getting off the box and and going laterally. You, you posted the Blake Corum pick uh, that that move. He is going to get beat on those from time to time. That that happens. He's not he's not a perfect player. That's why he didn't go number one. Uh, but he's uh, he's just really he's going to do. I think a lot for the run defense, and we, we harken back to the Carolina game. It's awful, awful game. What was the big problems in that game? The line didn't play well, and then the linebackers behind them had no chance and played that way. And they also missed they also missed Kirby Joseph in that game, or not Kirby Joseph, but Deshaun Elliott rather, the safety. I think Jack Campbell clears up a lot of the runs where, especially a guy like Deontay Foreman in that game. Well, where he was running was designed to gain three yards on first down to set up like second and six so they can get and he was going for 20 like Jack Campbell's going to eliminate those kind of plays and I think that that's a you know there's a huge difference we talked about this before there's a huge difference between being in second and nine and second and five and I think that's where Jack Campbell's impact is going to get felt he's going to be a guy that's going to make the third downs longer and help the pass rush and help the, the cornerbacks get a little bit more time because the routes have to go just a little bit longer to develop. I think that's where his impact's going to be. I, I, don't know, I don't know if he's going to get a ton of tackles. I'm not sure that he's going to be the best in coverage, but I think his ability to be where and when he needs to be is going to help them a lot. Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire, the Detroit Lions podcast, which you can find on YouTube, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow them on Facebook, Twitter. Online joining us here on the huge show across Michigan. Looking back at the Lions over the weekend in the NFL draft, we'll get to the rest of the league presented by Draft Wire uh, in a few moments. So you have Rodrigo who can run. Anzalone really played well in that eight and two finish. A big part of it was the improvement on the Lions' defense, uh, yeah. why they uh, were able to finish eight and two. So that linebacker core next year, game one on the depth chart, is what for the Lions? I think you're going to see Anzalone and Campbell. Uh, and I think you're going to see more three linebacker sets. I think that's one of the things that they're going to try to with do. With Rodrigo? Yeah, with Rodrigo in there, especially on rundowns. Uh, when the other team is going in a heavy package, whether it's 12 personnel uh, with two tight ends or a fullback, something like that, 
It looks like the Bears are going to be using a fullback. It looks like Minnesota is going to be using a fullback. So there, there is a use for that third linebacker. Like last year, they ran more plays on offense with six tackles or six offensive linemen than they did defense with three linebackers. It was 110 to 106. So they, they just don't play three linebackers all the time. I think you might see more of those looks now. And Derek Barnes fits in. Um, I talked about this in the video that I did uh, Friday morning uh, for Detroit Lions podcast, where I think his role is going to change. And you hinted at it. You know, He's going to play more of the Micah Parsons, the, the role that he played at Purdue, where he was on the edge and attacking the quarterback, but had some ability to you know crash inside, to stop the run, to, to blow up a screen pass. I think they're going to use him more like that. And that also helps explain why they didn't draft any outside pass rushers. Derek Barnes can do those things. He showed you he could do those things at Purdue. Why not? Why not put him back where he's? Look, he's he's been fine. He hasn't been great at off ball linebacker, and I think they're gonna try to to find if he can be great at, at doing the role that he did in college. Uh, it just for whatever reason hasn't clicked as well as hoped for Derek Barnes. Doesn't mean doesn't mean that he has to go. It means that they got to find something that he could maybe make a little bit more, maximize his value a little bit more. Well, Derek Barnes uh, in a Michael Parsons stand-up role out on the edge, yeah. walking up branch. Well, look, yeah. look at the options. Exactly. What, the, what this free agent class and what this draft class from this past weekend has given the Lions. Aaron Glenn, Dan Campbell. Uh, you know, because you can't play the 48-45 games against the Seahawks. And that's another game. Where the linebackers were just oh, horrible. That was, that was a bad game. They were horrible, and the offense was like the best it's been all year. Yeah, and, and they, you just—I was there. You were there. I you can't. You, you know. don't want to get in the shootouts with teams that have firepower, and that's why they went after Montgomery, I believe. To so you get a double-digit lead, you're going to pound, eat some clock. Now you're throwing Gibbs. I agree with you, Campbell, a leader on defense. Which is right from the Spillman mode when they were good, right? Had Absolutely. an anchor there. And, and I've seen some people compare him to Chris Spielman, and I don't hate that. He's bigger. He is bigger. He's also faster. Right. Um, What's a four six forty for Campbell, right? Yeah, a little under that. Yeah. Uh, so if it, Chris ran in the four sevens. Um, he didn't. He certainly didn't play. He was like as that. tough as nails, and that's what and, Campbell and is. Smart as hell. So what's Campbell? Six four two forty nine, something like that. He, yeah, right around that. Two fifty ish. Yeah, and he, and that's that's a little heavier that's all, than that's what almost see, a defensive end. With that speed and stuff, he he outweighs James Houston by fifteen pounds. <laughs> That's uh, but his smarts, you know, the football leadership. Uh, yeah, and, and you go I down think, the list. And I you, think the, you know we talk there. Dan Campbell harps on missed assignments all the time. He calls them MAs in his press conference. If you listen to any Dan Campbell press conference, you're going to hear that's one of the first things that he talks about. Especially after they lose, it was missed assignments on defense. He despises those. They are they are his anathema. They are they are what he wants to avoid. Jack Campbell's not going to have many of those. And one of the reasons why the defense got better down the stretch was because Alex Anzalone started having less of those. And they put Mike Hughes in instead of Jeff Okuda, and they had less missed assignments at cornerback. Like that's not coincidental. <laughs> they, they they got smart guys now. Uh, that that's one of the prerequisites for being a Detroit Lion in twenty twenty three. You've got to be smart. Um, the dumb guys don't need to be here, and uh, you know the the dumb jocks, um, as, as much as people like to call Dan Campbell one, they don't have a place in Dan Campbell's team. They really don't. 
Uh, Broderick Martin out of uh, Western Kentucky. And again, uh, some thought they reached for him, right? Yeah, uh, I, would, I would agree. I mean, some, yeah. Everybody has an opinion. But it goes back to what we said last week at our in-studio back and forth. That when they re-signed Bugs and Kaminsky, I, I don't believe what the national picture was on the Lions' needs fit anything that they did on draft days, plural, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Agreed. They didn't. And Broderick Martin is a guy that I had pegged as like a, and, and I'll be I'll be straight up, you know, I, I cover the draft for a living. I'd watched one game of Western Kentucky last year. I just didn't get around to the toppers. Sorry, top fans. but uh, Yeah, there's a lot of them. Two are listening. Just north of Gladwin, another one south of Cadillac on 93.7 <laughs> FM. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my note, I had one note for him. Big mother, mm. Yeah, that's that was my notes for him. Like he's he's 337 pounds. He does not move backwards. If there you can double team him. He's a run stuffer, right? He, yeah, he he is he might get 1.5 sacks and 20 tackles all season playing 45% of the snaps rotating with Isaiah Bugs. You can actually you can you can put that down as my prediction for what happens for him. And he's going to make them better. Because he doesn't get moved off the point, and it makes it makes Jack Campbell and Alex Anzalone and Malcolm Rodriguez's life so much easier because they know that their blockers aren't going to be coming at their face, and they're going to get they're going to get straight shots at the running back. They're going to have clean lines of vision and clean lines of pursuit and attack. That didn't happen last year. It got better as the year went on. But it, that's that was the primary area where their defense could get better, and he will help do that. Assuming that he plays to the potential that they see in him, and I, you know, again, I, I got to watch some film on him. Uh, my guy Russell Brown from from Lions Wire did a nice little film expose on him that was pretty favorable for it. I got to see it with my own eyes. Uh, that's on the slate to do at some point this week after I sleep some point this week. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm I'm excited about it, and uh, you know they they are. Uh, he fits, and again, this is a guy that was completely off the radar. But uh, if, as long as he fills the role that they need him to do, but why do why do we care that we just picked in the third round instead of the fifth round? Um, a run stuffer with, with bugs. Uh, you got you know Kaminsky. Just I, I like you can depth. play you can play those two together on like third and one. And and good luck. Yeah, oh, go a lot of goal line sets. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And that that gets them better. They didn't have that guy last year. They wanted John Penasini to be that guy. He had calcium deposits the size of softballs taken off of each shoulder. Couldn't do it. No, they didn't really have that. Like, uh, look, I, lo- I like Demetrius Taylor from last year a lot from Appalachian State. Their undrafted rookie, he's two hundred eighty-two pounds. Like, he's not stopping people. Three hundred thirty-seven pound guy with the the lower body that, that Broderick Martin has. That works. I like it. You know, we we've talked about everybody uh, on the Lions draft list, and really the way they moved up, they they shed some of those lower round picks, like you predicted last week, just because yeah. they don't have money to pay. And also, you get down to need. Uh, I look at uh, everybody, and they got the source to all the offensive linemen in the fifth round uh, from William and Mary. That could end up being a depth pick, right? Yeah, it sounds like they are seeing him as a guy who's going to be their their backup to. Like they so they they have Big V is going to be back. He will be their starting right guard this year. They signed Graham Glasgow for a year to be what what Evan Brown was the last couple of years, which is their primary backup interior lineman. Evan Brown wound up being a starter because everybody got hurt, but th- his role was a backup. That's Graham Glasgow's role. I think they're going to have um, Sorsdal learn that role 
first. And see, he played he played tackle, he played guard at William & Mary. He can be your backup. He he pushes Logan Stenberg off the roster as long and the short of it. And uh, that, that needed to happen, quite frankly. Speaking of the roster, uh, with Green's vertical ability and the need there with no Jamison the first six games, you, you just brought up the word roster. And I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking every draft pick is making the Lions roster from this class. I think so, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the guard might struggle to make it at first, but he'll, he'll, he'll stick around. Right, yeah. At least practice spot yeah. guy. He's not right? going. It could be like James Houston was last year, where he doesn't make the initial fifty-three. They sign him right away, and and he's back, and and you could be playing. In and November. if they get injuries, and, right. and they start that movement yeah. between practice squad and the NFL roster, but and then Hendon Hooker. Uh, I want to. <laughs> I want to get into this coming up. Uh, Yes, yes, please. We need to talk about Hannon Hooker because there's another guy that is your third QB. You're in no rush. There's that talk we mentioned in hour one about what Dave Burkett said that the Lions in the next 15 months may offer golf a deal. And I like how they use the next 15 months. Big window. (laughs) Well, yeah, they really told him, go have a great year. Exactly. Golf, you go take us to the playoffs. You get us a home playoff game at Ford Field Golf. Yeah. And we're going to take care of you. I do want to talk about the Lions QB situation and also who's sitting there beyond Sudfeld as the backup. Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire and the Draft Wire and a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast that you can find on YouTube. Joining us in studio on this Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DK app uh, to get the promo hookups. Now, if you have a Lions or NFL draft comment or question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook, and opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Everything HUGE 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. We are inside the leadership locker room with my good friend, Greg Harris. Greg has a new book out called Sage Advice. And for somebody listening right now, Greg, what's inside that book? Unbelievable clinkers that I learned growing up with my parents and grandparents. Things that they gave me to think about warnings or encouragement. And they go from all the whole spectrum would be sports to life to business to ministry, raising kids. Uh, some very funny stories, but hopefully things that you can take away and say, I can lead my life better because I read about it and I'm not going to do what Greg did. Whether it's business or your personal life, Sage Advice, the book is for you. Greg Harris wrote it. You can order it today at MaximizeLeadership.com. That's MaximizeLeadership.com. Or get it by calling toll-free 1-888-308-1600. This is Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Take on the open road for Harley-Davidson's 120th anniversary. Saturdays in May, win a 2023 Street Glider. On May 27th, you can drive home a limited edition Fat Boy. It's the 120th anniversary Harley-Davidson giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Attention hockey parents, the Meyer State Games of Michigan is holding tryouts for their Summer Games Hockey Tournament. Use coupon code HUGESHOW for 10% off registration when you go to stategamesofmichigan.com forward slash hockey. 
They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Jumping back into segment three on this Monday broadcast presented by our friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up. After downloading the app to get the promo hookups, Jeff Risden from Lions Wire and Draft Wire that you can find on Facebook, Twitter, online, and also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast, which is available on YouTube. He's joining us in studio, breaking down uh, the Lions draft. We'll finish up talking about Hendon Hooker and that selection and his future in a Lions uniform. Next hour, we'll get into the rest of the NFL uh, 1 through 32 and talk about impact players in round one and who had the best draft. So let's talk about Hooker. Uh, yes. Everything, everything fell together. We talked about Hooker a week ago on how uh, he would be a, a good third, fourth round pick, and he now is a Detroit Lion. I would have been happy if they took him with the 34th pick. Uh, that's how much I liked him. I think he's got tremendous potential. And uh, I, I've, I've written this, I've said it several times. If he was 22 years old and healthy, he would have been a top 15 pick. But he's 25, and he's not going to play until Halloween, probably at the earliest, because of his ACL injury. But this, he's he's such a great fit for what they wanted. And and I'll go back to uh, we interviewed him on the podcast at the Senior Bowl. Very smart guy, very sharp, very quick thinking on his feet. He talked about how he knew General Manager or uh, Vice President Ray Agnew, um, sort of the Assistant General Manager for the Lions. We were on the field, uh, my friend Andy and I, we, we were literally standing next to Ray Agnew when Hendon Hooker comes up to him and starts talking to him like he'd been friends forever. And it turns out they were because they, Agnew and his dad played together. Uh, they, they're, they're, they're both from the Greensboro, North Carolina area. Like it was, it was very easy to see that the Lions liked him and that they liked the, what do they want from Jared Goff? Don't make mistakes. Don't turn the ball over. Goff did fantastic at that down the stretch. Last two seasons, Hennon Hooker, 58 touchdowns, five interceptions. That's exactly what they want in their quarterback. A guy who's going to read the field and make the right decision based on who's open. He's going to find the best target. He's got to, he's got to, he's got to adapt from their weird, we'll call it weird offense at Tennessee to uh, the NFL, but he can do that. Like I, everybody presumes that he can't that he's like a finished product that he's like not going to get better like I don't I don't understand that you know it's he's 25 he's not 55 you know he's he's not he's not rolling with me in the uh the pickup basketball league you know he's 
This is a he's, he's a bright guy. He's got he's very athletic. He offers the dimension of he can do designed runs. Uh, and you saw last year, golf started to do, started to take advantage of it a little bit at the end of the season. Like you're going to give me those twenty yards to run. I'm going to go as far as I can. Well, Hendon Hooker can go a lot further on those runs. And that's something that you know, long term, that might be more more what they're looking for. Jeff, uh, we've talked about Hooker and his role in golf, and we mentioned it in our number one. Uh, what Dave Burkett reported in the next 15 months, the New Deal. You you almost can you almost can see a four year deal uh, for golf after next season. And then you start to think, okay, Hooker gets a year of recovery. Right. Then he steps in, just like JMO, where you're going to be a rookie. Right. And that would be three years of getting ready, being able to use him in situational sets offensively. And then there's that transition at the end of that four years with golf, which, by the way, golf still would be young in terms of NFL years. But that that's a vision and a plan that I'm okay with because you got enough guys who can help you win games this year that a hooker now sets you up down the road. Exactly. And one of the things with Goff, we've known this, Goff is playing for his next contract this coming year. I like that. That's I'm, why I think they leak to Burkett. Hey, in the next 15 months, we're going to try and get a, a deal done. So what they're saying is, go work hard in the offseason, yeah. go have a great year, get the Lions a home playoff game, and you're going to get the going rate of $50 mil a year and $160 million, maybe three of the right. years guaranteed, right? And they wouldn't have a problem at all giving Jared Goff that if he earns it. But So what's earning it? You think er, for earning it, I, I think you just laid it out. I think winning an NFC North title, getting a home playoff game, winning a playoff game your big or money two. Deal. Yeah, then, then why would you get rid of There's There's no reason to get rid of Goff. There's every reason in the world to keep paying him. But if he doesn't, if he turns back into the guy that he was that the Rams gave up on, that uh, was here the first year and a half of his time in Detroit, then you now you have an option. Now you got a guy who's going to know the offense, chemistry with the receivers, who can come in and do a lot of the same things that the Goff did, um, but do it a lot cheaper. Third round, he's, he's going to make he's going to make a little over eleven million dollars in four years. Like Goff's going to make that in a month. <laughs> well, but Hooker, the the spot is there, and we'll talk yeah. more about golf. I really want to get more on uh, the conversation with you, Rizzy, from Lions Wire, Draft Wire, Detroit Lions podcast. We'll talk about the future of golf, the future of Hooker, rest of the NFL, and the draft as hour two comes to a close. Remember, if you miss any podcast, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts and catch up and listen on your schedule. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan, and it's NBA playoff time. That means big hoops action on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So get in on the action of every game with just a touch of a button on your mobile device, and new customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets If your team wins, just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that promo code HUGE when you sign up. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the HUGE show across Michigan. 
Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1 866 838 HUGE. That's 1 866 838 4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It's hour number three on a Moneyline Monday. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. A lot of conversation about the Lions this past weekend's NFL draft in Kansas City. I will say, for all the knuckleheads at ESPN, they do draft coverage really good. They do college game day well. Yes, they do. They, both basketball and football. It's just... yeah. From, from, from a personal standpoint, it was great to see two of my friends in the industry, who both of whom have, have helped me out and have been good to me. And, and Matt Miller, who I've known forever. Uh, we used to work together at Bleacher Report. Seeing him on TV and then uh, listening to Jordan Reed on the radio... Jordan's an up-and-coming dude. That guy's really, really good. Uh, yeah, and, they, and it, it, it's nice to see good people get rewarded. It was all football. It was people. no opinions uh, outside of football opinions, no politics. And maybe if ESPN did that in all of their programming, they would, could recapture the hearts. That would be welcome. They, they also didn't go into like the the background like too much tragedy it. stuff, no. like the, the the tragedy porn that was the year they, of twenty twenty. They, they made it football. They did. They did a great job, and that's what the people want. And you see why the NFL is number one. So kudos to ESPN TV. They, I think the they did a they better did. job than the NFL Network, which was obsessed with Will Levis for all day Saturday. Oh my god! Enough. Like give the like. I what well, what director is saying? Okay. Levis, yeah, we were on him in the green room. He's not showing up. Uh, oh, my God, he's not here. He's not going to get dropped. First off, stop, hoping, stop, stop showing him in the green they room. They were hoping he dropped to like a third or fourth rounder, and that was going to be their story of the weekend. Absolutely. And sort of like Malik Willis was ESPN last year. blew them out of the wall. Yes, they did. And they nothing against did. Rich Eisen and the crew and everybody. They annihilated them because Kuyper and McShay, uh, they, they bring something to the table. They do, and you know, you just—I like the host. They rotated in. I the the field that they give you from College Game Day. It's where ESPN is at its best. They're you know? great. You know, it's fashionable to bag on Mel Kiper, but I will tell you what—he's a legend. Mel Kiper is the reason that I have a job. Mel Kiper is the reason why you care about the NFL draft. Uh, are his takes accurate all the time? Heck no. How about Matt Miller? He's really good at. How it. about Matt Miller, who's from a small town in Missouri, he worked his way up like you've done. Uh, Rizzy and looked at um, Mel Kuyper and said, "I told my mom I wanted to buy Mel Kuyper's draft Bible yeah. when I was younger. That I needed the nineteen bucks, yeah. or whatever. And that that's great. And you know, Jordan Reed took a nice picture with him. Uh, and Jor- Jordan played played quarterback in college at uh, HBCU, actually the one where uh, where Brad Holmes went, uh, North Carolina A and T." And just the the joy on oh, his face. Prime you could time see is it. complaining about there weren't enough players. Uh, I love this. Prime time leaves a historically black college, goes to Colorado, and then complains that the NFL didn't draft 
enough black players from those schools. Let's be honest here. All right, Jeff, you know where things are at in the NFL today in scouting everything. Yes. It doesn't matter what school you went to. It doesn't matter if you're in Alaska or if you're out on an island in the Pacific. They drafted a guy from northern Michigan. (laughs) NFL scouts will find you wherever you are, and it is about the best player that fits that team's needs. It has nothing to do with the color of your skin. 100%. Nothing. They they will find you if you have talent. Tommy Jones from ESPN uh, on the radio, ESPN radio, was saying that, oh, with these white quarterbacks, they're going to change the rules for them. What? I didn't didn't hear that. I, I'm, oh not, I'm not a Bomani guy. No. Uh, I, he's horrible. I, and he's, then I'm like, okay, hey, Ray Spader, what, what do you mean? Yeah. I go, hold on. Well, who were the first two quarterbacks selected? Three. Excuse me, three. In the top four picks. In the top four picks were all... Their skin color was black. Did I have an issue with it? No. No, it was they're, great to they're see good. See, they're good. They're taking <laughs> they're real good. So what? What's so the NFL now is out to what? I don't understand. Oh no, that. because they need to do that. That that's ESPN where they're you know, losing I, everybody. You know, and I I am someone I can't watch ESPN outside. Uh, I'll listen to ESPN radio. I think there's still some good shows. But ESPN TV, come on, man. Yeah, I me, mean, uh, Freddie Freddie Coleman is still the Freddie man. Coleman. I love is Freddie. Awesome. I love Freddie. Yeah, and they're all good. I like Keyshawn's. Opinion. I like the way he goes back and forth. Right. Uh, I don't. I don't right? agree with him a lot, but no. I respect him. But that's talk radio. <laughs> yeah. That. That's exactly. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Insanity can't rule. Yes. No. I, I'll television. say this as as a white guy who did attend an HBCU. I, I did grad school at Virginia State University. Go Trojans. Did you really? I did. I did not know that. I did that for uh, for. Uh, I taught at a a school in Petersburg, Virginia. Middle school no longer exists, and uh, did some some adjunct grad school classes there. The reception that I got as a white guy at a HBCU, and I was out in two of the four classes that I went to, I was the only white person there. It was great. It was. It was. You know why, Jeff? They didn't care. We don't see color. Ninety ninety five percent of Americans don't see color. You, you look at the draft. I'm, I'm there at Soren Eagle, and by the way, I'm on a panel with Herman Moore, Devin Gardner, uh, Mr. Richardson, and I'm the only white guy. We weren't keeping track of. Uh, the race card. It's one of the things that I love about three sports. Of the, three of the first four picks. Okay, and, and, and let's just, well, we'll even stop Bamani Jones and the garbage he spews on ESPN. Matter of fact, uh, we go down and we go through the draft. I'll just say this, for the sake of just context and clarity, that the top ten picks were all African-American descent. There you go. And, and a story. Yeah. Who's the first? Lucas Van Ness was probably the first no, white, it was, white player uh, chosen, uh, wasn't he? Skaronsky. Oh, Skaronsky. Okay. All right there. Yeah. So there you All go. Right. Again, but I'm yeah. not, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't keep that card. I never There's no reason show. to keep that no. card. There really it, isn't. And Sports, if you, if you can play. Guys like Bomani Jones that are killing ESPN. You see the great side of ESPN over the weekend with their draft coverage, radio and TV. And then you listen to Bomani Jones having to go against the grain where it's all forced. That's all they wanted. It, it's forced. It's not what you really feel. There's no factual documentation that the NFL is going to change the rules for white quarterbacks. I don't. Yeah, that's 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 a weird take. No, actually, that ended when Brady retired. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want. I, I, I just want. I just want what I experienced on ESPN radio and TV over the weekend. Yeah. Give me the. Their drive. radio was fantastic. Radio and TV was yeah, just. They, they do. They do a great Our job with it. Station ninety six one. The game had it. I know. Yeah. You know, we got ESPN one hundred point nine FM, home of the loons, and 
uh, Midland, Michigan. Yeah, the, it was. We don't need it. And I think most of America is getting fed up with this, and we want to move in this direction that we're not as divided as the media tries to tell us. Amen right. to that. Well, let's get back to our conversation about golf and his future and a big season and the Dave Briquette story from yesterday that in the next 15 months, Lions hope to uh, give yeah. him a, a new deal. And Hooker being drafted from Tennessee, just great insurance down the road. Not a lot to lose because he was a third rounder. And we're still looking at Sudfeld as the backup. So I do Probably, wonder now yeah. as we get through this weekend and the draft is behind us, you know, guys like Teddy Bridgewater looking at a spot now, wondering where they fit. Because we watched like Dalton wanted to, you know, you sign a deal and you're Bridgewater, you're the Daltons, you you want to go where you think you're going to play the most. Yeah, you're the veteran backup that's looking for a gig. Where where you can play. Right. Some just want to take, you know, like Stedman took the payday with, you know, Denver, right? Is that, do you, do you want to... Yeah, do you want the financial security or do you want the opportunity to show what you can do? So who do you think is going to be their backup? Who, who are potential backups beyond Nate Sudfeld by the time we would get to Lions training camp in July? I think they're hoping that Adrian Martinez is one of them. I would be undrafted, shocked. Undrafted free agent, the yeah. former Nebraska slash K-State quarterback. Played right? in Nebraska for like 27 years. Uh, then transferred to K State and quietly played pretty well. I mean, they were they were a really good football team. He's last older. Year. He's he's played thirty two years of college football. Yes, he did. Uh, he, he, I, he he's I, fifty. He, he's fifty. Fifty one. His beard is grayer he's than mine. Thirty two years. But, uh, but he will be a good. He'll, he'll get a chance to show what he can do. And that, that's if all you can't can ask. If you can't beat out Nate Sudfeld, then I'm that, sorry, the door's going to hit you and that's the ass on the way out. You know, I uh, I do bag on Nate Sudfeld probably more than I should. He's going to get a chance to prove himself, too. He didn't really get that last year. He wasn't here in the summer. So maybe maybe with an off-season program, maybe we will collectively feel better about Nate Sudfeld because this was a guy who was San Francisco's fourth-string quarterback last year in all summer. He didn't get a chance to show what he could do for Ben Johnson, and that's that's one of the reasons why Brad Holmes talked about we got to get better at backup quarterback. I personally have to do a better job at getting a backup quarterback. Maybe Sudfeld can emerge into that in the last year of his contract, or he's yeah he's a, he resigned this offseason right. inexpensively. But now Hooker, what Hooker does is he gives you the the thought that. If Jared Goff doesn't work out for whatever reason, whether whether, a couple years down the road, whether he's too, whether he's just not good enough, or he's going to be too expensive and you don't want to pay him fifty million dollars a year, though I think they'd give that to him if if he's if he's that good, they're going to get they're going to pay him. If he wins the NFC North, he gets his deal. Yeah, and he should, and we should all feel very good about that. I'm concerned about the receivers Cousins has in Minnesota. Not sold on their defense, yeah, but concerned about their offense. They got better. They they had a good draft. They did. They did. They really did. Um, Green Bay, not so much, but Minnesota did. <laughs> yeah, Minnesota. Well, they went after. Hey, we're going to have to win games. You got an offensive-minded head coach. It all. It all fits. It's yeah, Minnesota, it Detroit. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And uh, but yeah, the uh, the Hooker thing. He can now be if he's your backup for the ne- for Goff's next contract. He's cheap. Third round pick. So you you, you think the Bridgewater stuff is not? I, I, I think he's done. I don't. There, I think there's that, no I think, interest in that now. They got Sudfeld. They got Hooker. Yeah, I think and they got Adrian sailed. Martinez, undrafted free agent. Also, yeah. the Minnesota running back. You were quick on this, oh, man. Mohamed they, they gave him some draft 
drafted type money to sign as an undrafted free agent. He's going to earn more than Antoine Green will this year, their uh, seventh round pick. They're paying Mo Ibrahim more than that. Now, it doesn't always mean everything. Last year, they paid Obina Ezi $150,000, which is more than a seventh rounder makes as a rookie uh, and uh, or uh, with the, the guaranteed bonus. He's not good. He's he probably won't make the team. Big this Mo year. looks like I, I think the guy has to be their third running back. He right? he he and Craig Reynolds are going to battle for that job. They 100%. are. Yeah, and uh, look, I love Craig. Um, we actually talked but about Craig. I think Craig Mo can beat him out. I, I think Mo Mo's Mo's really good, man. If you watch Minnesota football, he was he was the catalyst for everything that they did that was good. Uh, it wasn't uh, certainly wasn't their quarterback Tanner Morgan. Are you kidding me? Mo Ibrahim with Gibbs with Montgomery. Yeah, that's your running back depth. I can live with that. Can you live with that? Yeah. I'm good with that. With the poor that tight end, with uh, when you get and now JMO so, back. So talk about Laporta for a second. What he does. We've worried that Brock Wright was maybe too high in the depth chart. We worried that maybe James Mitchell too much was going to be asked of him. They're where they're supposed to be on the depth chart. That's something that's two gonna, and three, right? Yeah, that's or, a, or, or co twos. That's a big deal for the NFL is to have guys not playing above where they're supposed to be on the depth chart. That was one of the reasons why Jeff Okuda just didn't work in Detroit. He was drafted to be a number one. He's he's a number two. If he's if he winds up being the number two in Atlanta for years, wouldn't surprise me. Good for him. But asking him to be the number one right away. That that was that was writing checks that he just couldn't cash, and I I love the idea that they like Brian Branch. I think he's going to be a great starter in time. He doesn't have to be that as a rookie. Like they've got people in place for that. That's you know having guys where they belong on the depth chart, and not playing above their spot on the depth chart. That's a very that that's something that you see is very characteristic of good football teams. That's what the Detroit Lions are trying to be. And looking at their their roster in the depth chart. There's not many dudes that you would say are playing above their pay grade, and that's 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 a sign of a good team. So, how many starters you think? Uh, a heavy minutes, maybe not starters, but yeah. heavy minute players from the Lions' 2023 draft class. I think you're looking at certainly the first three, um, and Campbell and and Gibbs. Um, Branch is going to play a lot. I don't know who knows where. We'll figure that out. I think you're going to see Laporta play a lot, um, if not start. After that, I think you're going to see Broderick Martin play some, the, the nose tackle. Um, he'll rotate with Bugs quite a bit. That's that's pretty easy projection for him. I'm not sure that uh, the guard, um, Colby's, was a Slauson? Slauson, I think. Yeah, yeah Slauson. Uh, by the way, I still haven't seen him play yet. I got to... Sorry, I, I didn't you watch it. watch the William & Mary did, film? Did, did not watch the William & Mary tribe at all last Last season, <laughs> uh, I do actually have a source for film for. I, I always watched so. him on pay per view. <laughs> you know, we have we have a basketball player from Catholic Central who goes to, to William Mary. Um, uh, what's his name? Jack uh, Krasinski. Krasinski. I was yeah. going to say that. Yeah. yeah, he's he's down there. Maybe I'll maybe I'll try to hit him up to uh, get some inside info on that. Lane Wilson used to swat his shots. <laughs> you know, so I, I see. Uh, uh, I, I have to give William and Mary's athletic department credit. So at USA Today, which is where I, that that's where my signs my paychecks. Yep. We have a database of tens of millions of stock photos of players. There was not one 
of Colby, Colby Slauson. I emailed their sports information director at like 9.30 Saturday night. He got me five pictures in 20 minutes. So props to you. Uh, his name's Will. He did a great job for me. <laughs> That's awesome. Jeff Risden from Lions Wire and Draft Wire, part of the USA Today Network, joining us in studio. Also, you can hear Jeff as one of the co-hosts on the Detroit Lions podcast you can find on YouTube talking about the Lions draft. We'll get to the rest of the NFL in our next segment. Uh, some of the bust, some of the superstars that emerge from this draft. You want to join us live on the Mercantile Bank listener line, you can join in one 838 4843 That's 1-866-838-HUGE at HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook, and also opt in on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. That's the word HUGE to 21000. Now away from the draft, the NBA playoffs over the weekend were unbelievable. How about Steph Curry and the 50 on the road, Game 7, at Sacramento, that was yesterday was a fantastic day for for sports. You saw oh. two game sevens in the NHL, both of which went the opposite way from what everybody expected. Wow. How about the Bruins having a historic season? That's that's unbelievable. They're done Florida, the, the greatest season in regular season in hockey history, and they're out to the Florida Panthers in, game in the first round. That was a one versus eight seed, and then you had the game seven on the road with the Warriors and. They they win it and remember how bad they've been on the road and all as, year. Yeah, Sacramento, and it was interesting after the game. Those Kings players were you know giving bro hugs to uh, Steph, doing the high fives and looking at him like, yeah, you are one of the greatest ever. You're you're the best shooter, not just modern era. I old school Oscar Robinson. We go you know, Larry Bird, Pete Maravich is Pete up Maravich, there. Yeah, but you know just what he did when his team needed him. How he said, I barely could sleep. I was texting the other guys, hey, if you're not going to bring it, yeah. uh, don't show up, right? He, the things he was telling his team. That's what a leader does. The Kings players were like, we tried everything we could to stop him. We just couldn't do it. Our hats off 50 to him. on the road, game seven. That might have been, and I heard Stephen A. and Will Bond discussing it afterwards and Jalen, that I look at that. And to me, what Jordan did the flu game yeah. in Utah, right? Yep. That, that's close. But, you know, I... Uh, it, that, but that it was, wasn't a final. See, it's got to be. If he had 50 in a Game 7 in the finals, like on the road at right. Boston. Yeah. Right, where they did clinch it last year on the road at Boston. Uh, but it's still individually one of the great games we've ever seen. So speaking of the NBA playoffs, the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, uh, they have a huge offer for new customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up, then can make a $5 NBA playoff pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat, same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Just open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place the same-game parlay on any NBA game if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code HUGE. New customers 
then can make that $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you sign up with code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Opt-in required. One bonus bet issued based on amount of initial losing NBA bet. Eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. In the Ten with Dan Dickerson. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. One of the most difficult skills for any hitter to learn is how to get the ball in the air to take advantage of the power they might have. Now, Riley Green has power, tremendous power, but his high ground ball rate from last year is even higher this season. A.J. Hinch says they just want Green to continue all of his extra work against the Velo machine. The breaking ball machine, off the tee, whatever is helping him get the ball in the air, but then clear his mind when he gets into the batter's box. Because as AJ says, that's when you just have to go and compete. It's a process, and Hinch says a reminder, hitting is hard. Green has had a much higher fly ball rate in the minor leagues. Chances are he'll get there with all his continued hard work in the major leagues as well. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at roastumber.com. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours, at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. For a lot of us, music and mental health are intertwined. That's why the Collaborative Lab created Intune, a free live stream event, and you're invited. May 18th is Mental Health Action Day, so take action for your own mental health by joining us from 7 to 9 p.m. Musical performances and conversations with The Verve Pipe, Barrel Bones, Carlos Cece, Cole Hansen, and more. Visit IUnderstandLoveHeals.org to learn how you can join the party for free. Get ready to swing for a good cause at Van Andel Institute, Purple Community's 11th Annual Be Brave Golf Outing on May 6th at Thornapple Point Golf Club in GR. It's a day of fun for all golf enthusiasts and proceeds benefit breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Register at VAI.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
We are back on the huge show across Michigan, hour number three, as we broadcast from our flagship station, 96.1 The Game, in downtown GR. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire and Draft Wire and a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast that you can find on YouTube joining us uh, in studio. So away from the Lions, uh, Jeff, when you look at the draft uh, for Draft Wire, uh, who are the winners? Who are the losers in Kansas City? You know, I like what Pittsburgh did. I think they got some some good players lower than what they were expected to be. And uh, look, they got one of my guys was Keanu Benton, the nose tackle out of Wisconsin. I really wanted him in Detroit. I think he's going to be great in Pittsburgh. Uh, I am not a Steelers fan. I'm from Cleveland. We don't we don't talk about the Steelers favorably very often. Uh, he's a really good pick, and he's a great fit. And I'm going to be a fan of his. Uh, so they got they got Darnell Washington, the tight end. Uh, later, it turned out he had some knee issues that uh, dinged him a little bit from a lot of teams. So uh, I, I like what they did. You know, I really admire what Houston is trying to do, and they got C.J. Stroud, which surprised everyone, um, including some people in their own locker room. <laughs> Uh, and by the way, their owner did not know that they were taking C.J. Stroud. Their their new general, well, the, Nick Casario, their general manager, has been there for a little bit, but D'Amico Ryans is their new head coach. They were literally the only two people in that organization who knew that they were taking C.J. Stroud. There were people that had a pretty good idea, but they didn't know. And then moving back up and getting Will Anderson, like that's a team, that, name a Houston Texan before last year. Like You can't, unless you're a really hardcore fan. Like they've got arguably the most identifiable quarterback outside of Bryce Young, who they would have taken, and they got the best consensus, best defensive talent in the draft. Like that's that's how you start a rebuild right there. And they also got some guys later that make some sense for them too. So I like what the Houston Texans did. They gave up a lot to do it, and I wonder if that's going to work for them. But I, you know, as somebody who lives in a house full of Texans fans. Like that's they they did a good job of doing what they needed to do to re, reinvigorate a fan base that was very apathetic. Uh, the Houston Texans are so we 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 have our wire network where we have all thirty two teams. The Texans they're always thirty first or thirty second every month in in fan interest and clicks. They're going to get more than that now, and I think that's that's part of making yourself a more viable football team is drawing some fan interest. I'm like nobody cared about the Texans. The last couple of seasons, they were just, yeah. They did a really good job of, of doing something about that. And that, that, ma- that does matter. We know this in Detroit. You've got to have that kind of buzz. It, that does feed upon itself. You get some fan interest going. You get some positive vibes going. That, that matters. So I like what they did. Uh, Will Levis dropped, and you and I talked about him being overrated. We weren't buying the uh, talk last week that he was now the odds-on favorite to be the overall number 1 pick. I think that was smoke being sent out by teams, yeah. uh, including Indy, who ended up taking Richardson at four, and you had uh, the yeah. Texans at two, and obviously Bryce Young, no surprise, at one. Uh, a good fit with Tennessee, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think I think it's a no-pressure fit. Uh, Tennessee, I don't know what they're doing, you know, where they, they're going. They have Ryan Tannehill for another year. So they can get Levis ready. Right, right? and they... they Quickly, so I'm, I'm actually writing about this. It'll publish at uh, DraftWire tomorrow morning. Uh, it's outlined right here. Yeah, I can even show it to you on the laptop. But well, thanks uh, for the outline. Yeah, um, the, we should not 
we should applaud the NFL teams for doing what they did with Will Levis, what they did with Malik Willis a year earlier. They didn't buy the media hype. And, and hey, I'm part of the draft media. I'm, I'm guilty on that. We trumpeted these guys up and make them into something that they're not. And then we criticize the NFL for taking them because, well, they're not going to be that good. Well, they took them where they're supposed to be. We should applaud the NFL for doing that. I think they did a great, like, I know there are people that think that Anthony Richardson was a massive reach at number four. I do not. I think he's going to be, I think he's got a chance to be a very good quarterback. Not right away, but I think Indianapolis bought the lottery ticket and I don't blame him for doing it. They needed that because uh, that's another team. You can't keep taking the, the rotting carcasses of a veteran quarterback who was once good and try to win with that. They needed something to do with, with a youth movement at the quarterback position. They, they got better. I don't know if it's going to work out for them, but I admire them trying it. If I'm a Colts fan, I'm happy that they did that. But, yeah, that's uh, we, sh- we should applaud the NFL for seeing what a lot of us saw in Will Levis. He was my number 61 overall player. I didn't think he was that good. There's, there's a lot of questions about him. Like Malik Willis was the same way a year ago. Lions weren't going to take him at two. But some NFL team could have conceivably bought into the hype, and they did that in the years past with guys like Jake Locker and uh, – any, any litany of guys who were overdrafted. They're doing better at doing that, not doing that anymore. Hendon Hooker, a guy that I like, a guy that I would have been happy taking in the second round, he fell to the third. Like if Even if you're a Hendon Hooker hater, like you don't think he's going to work, it's a third-round pick on a quarter. Like, okay, that's fine. We can call those people Triple H's, <laughs> the Hendon Hooker hater. If you didn't like him, I, I thought he was a great pick. Max. Duggan, it was funny, he dropped uh, dramatically. The TCU quarterback who yeah. uh, destroyed Michigan in that college football playoff semifinal. But, he, you know, it's the right spot. You're going to be a backup to Herbert, and you'll see exactly. what happens. You know, Aiden O'Connell was the same way from Purdue. A guy who fell, he was, he, what, the, he was a fourth rounder, I believe. That's where he belonged. Like, he didn't belong in the second round where some people were projecting him. And, and, it's, and, a, and it's a spot you go. Right. Oh, 100% with the quarterbacks. Are you with a are you with an offensive system that's conducive to what you do? Are you with a coach that sees the game the way you see it and understands what you bring to the table and won't ask you to do things that you can't do? Um, I'll go back in time to the the expansion Cleveland Browns because I followed this team very closely because their backup quarterback Ty Detmer happened to be my neighbor at the time in Cleveland and they he and a couple of their linemen talked about they're going they're going to kill Tim Couch. Then this was before Couch ever got on the field and actually did. Like his shoulder was gone by the end of his second year because their offense was asking him to do things that he couldn't do. Like that's you've got to find that marriage, and that one of the reasons why Jared Goff is working out in Detroit. Ben Johnson, Dan Campbell, they understand what Jared Goff is and what he isn't, and they don't ask him to do things that he's not. They ask him to do more things that he does do well. That's good coaching. That matters so much for the quarterback position. Jeff Risden from DraftWire. You can follow DraftWire, Facebook, Twitter, online, uh, the DraftWire. Uh, doc, is it DraftWire.com? Yes, sir. Or draft, Not the DraftWire. It's right. the DraftWire on, on Twitter. Twitter, right? Yeah. But DraftWire.com online. Uh, who was the biggest reach, you think, uh, in the first round? No question it was Lucas Van Ness to Green Bay. Um, I just don't see it with him. Uh, the guy who didn't start at Iowa. Look, I know they play their seniors. I know, I know it works for Kirk Ferentz. If he's that good, you would have found a way to get him on the field more. And I know he played a lot. This is a guy, I talked about it last week. He's Bluetooth. He does not play with hands. He doesn't know what to do with them. 
he's a, is he a great athlete? Yes, he is. The guys that I compared him to, Connor Barwin, Porter Gustin. Those are Connor Barwin was a second round pick who actually had a really one really good year. Philadelphia Eagles, right after he left the Texans, thirteen sacks in a year. I think Lucas Van Ness is going to have a very similar career where he's a a average starter who like has one or two career hiccup years where he gets you know nine to twelve sacks, but the rest of the time you're going to be disappointed that you took him in the first round when you could you can get more. Uh, there, there's some third or fourth round guys that went this year. Um, uh, B.J. Ojolari is an example. I think B.J. Ojolari is going to have more career sacks than what Lucas Van Ness is. I don't, I don't really like what the Packers did at all. I think their best pick was Jaden Reed, who's, by the way, that's a great pick for them out of Michigan State. Out of Michigan State, I think, I think he's going to be a better pro than Collegian. The rest of the Packers draft, I didn't like at all. Who, who was the biggest miss? You think that fell? Uh, we agree it's not Levis, but yeah, that, that this person tumbled out of the first round. They tumbled into the second. Did they fall even further? We just talked about your biggest reach in Van Ness, the uh, edge rusher out of Iowa slash linebacker. Who was the biggest miss, you think, over the weekend in the NFL draft? You know, uh, a guy like Clark Phillips, an undersized defensive back out of Utah, and I believe he went in the fourth round. Uh, if you watch film, if you watch what he did at Utah – he was no worse than the third-best cornerback in college football last year in terms of pro prospects. He's right there with Witherspoon, Gonzalez, Porter Jr. Like He's right there with all those guys, but he's 5'9". Um, he went to Atlanta in the fourth round. This was a guy who's like, if you can get past the fact that he's two inches shorter than he should be, this is, this is a guy who's going to be a really good football player. Uh, impactful player. His size didn't bother him. In fact, he was more physical and better with bigger receivers at Utah than Christian Gonzalez was at Oregon. So I think he's the guy that we're going to look back and like, we overthought this, man. The guy's a football player. He's a really good football player. Yeah, he's short. Guy can really ball. I, I, I like that pickle. I like what Atlanta did in this draft. I think they had a, a taking Bajan Robinson. Man, that's... we. He's good, man. Bajan's... I don't know. If, I don't know how much better he's going to be than Jameer Gibbs, but Bijan Robinson and with an with a creative offensive mind like they've gotten Arthur Smith as their coach, I like that fit a lot. Bears and Vikings. I alluded to the Vikings earlier. They both had good drafts. They did, and we're sitting here in the NFC North, and I know all the Lions fans are excited about Rodgers now in the AFC with the Jets, but two solid drafts by the Vikings and the Bears, and especially with the Lions. I think in order right now, it would be. Lions, Vikings, then the Bears, and obviously uh, the Packers. But your thoughts on what the Bears and Vikings did? You know, the Bears, their offensive line last year looked like an XFL team. It really did. And no offense to the XFL, but... I was the voice, the only voice for one year of the Chicago Enforcers. With Otis Wilson, Luke Kanellis. I am the greatest play-by-play broadcaster in Chicago Enforcers XFL history. Because I was the only one. That's awesome. There you go. It's yeah. a way to rip the XFL and bring down, tear apart my <laughs> future XFL Hall of Fame induction ceremony. I hope you show up. I will. I, 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 I think will it's going to be in my backyard, but I'll give you. I, uh, I'll hit you up on the GPS. I'll show up. I'll, I'll bring hot dogs. It'll be great. <laughs> Their offensive line got a lot better over the weekend. And I, I, like, I like that they didn't reach on their offensive line. I mean, they, took, they took people who were going to fit. Uh, I like what Chicago did a lot this weekend. They got a lot better. They needed to get a lot better. They're 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 still clearly behind. I still think they're behind Green Bay um, in terms because I think Green Bay's defense can still play. 
Um, I, I just bagged for five minutes on Lucas Van Ness. They still have some players on that defense. Like, don't sleep on the Packers. They can play defense still. And if Jordan Love isn't terrible, and I, I kind of think he's going to be on the lower lower end of average. That's probably not good enough to win for them. It's probably but they, Trey Lance-ish. Yeah, right? um, but um, for the little the month we had less than a month of Lance before Brock Purdy emerged. Yeah, I, I, and it, it's reasonable to expect you know they, they did get better at wide receiver. I, I got to give the, the the Packers our due credit there, but it's it's it's. It's Detroit and Minnesota at the top. Yeah, of the but the Vikings, North. man, Addison with uh, Addison is a perfect with, compliment with Jefferson, for Jefferson, and they got Hawk, and you got Cousins still. Every, yeah. Everybody likes to write off Cousins his entire career since he left Holland Christian for our listeners on WHTC on Michigan's West Coast. That you write him off, and now you give him more weapons. Again, you know that's where the Lions. I think the Lions are looking at things, and they're saying, "How do we win the North?" And that goes back to the signing of Montgomery. That you're going to get a lead and you're going to burn clock. Right. We're not going to play 38, 35 games. Let's hope not. I'm tired of that. Well, if you're going I mean, to, they're fun. If but. you're going to get to 11, 12 <laughs> wins, right, which could be the magic number to win the NFC North, uh, you, you can't get into, you know, 41, 38 every week. No, that's, that's not tenable. Now, you can win those if you're up 41 to 30 and the other team's coming back. That's, that's a different story. But you story. want to pound the ball now. So you, got, you, you have Montgomery between the tackles with a top, you know, what are, what are the lines? Top three, top four offensive line Absolutely. in the National Football League. So eat, eat some clock. Get out of there. A, a win's a win. Yeah. I'm looking now at, at just going over the, the, the Bears draft pick. Like Darnell Wright, that's a, that's a good pick. Tyreek Stevenson out of Miami, good good cornerback prospect. They 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 got Roshan Johnson. I, I said that's a solid draft. I said it last Bears. week. If you were looking in Detroit for a Jamal Williams replacement, like apples to apples, that's Roshan Johnson. He didn't start at, at Texas because Bijan Robinson was ahead of him. Down at the Senior Bowl, first day, he was the best running back there, and it wasn't close. Uh, he broke his hand, came out and practiced the next day with a broken hand, couldn't catch. He's like, okay, maybe we're going to sit out the rest of the week, but. Uh, uh, they, uh, you know, our Bears fans that are listening along the Lakeshore, I know there's a lot of you out there. Y'all got better. Uh, good for you. You needed to get better because you were the worst team in if football Fields last year. If Fields can somehow become a passer, yeah. the Bears could be that surprise team in they, the NFC. They can bubble up quickly. They really but, can. But I'm, I'm not sold on Fields. If you, if you can stop him running the ball, remember the Lions dinged him up. He couldn't run as much, and he became very average. Yeah, and trying to throw and some. The ball. Some of that is receiving because they got DJ Moore. They though. got DJ Moore. They're, they're able to give Carolina again. Respect. We talked about it when uh, when they played the Bears at the end of last year. Tom Kennedy on the Lions practice squad would have been wide receiver one for the Chicago Bears in that last game, the last matchup. That's how bereft of talent they were on bereft. the offensive side of the ball. Superfluous. What I, what are we doing here? I mean, we got like Rizzy and the Hizzy. All right, we have one more segment coming up. Jeff Rizden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Uh, if you're not a Lions fan, see they follow all uh, the NFL teams recaps. Probably your way too early mock draft is coming for a year from now. I pawned that off on my partner Kurt. He did it over the weekend. It's already up. It's already I'm, up at draftwire.com. It is. It is. I'm not doing it. I don't. I don't like doing. I'm going to do a. I'm going to do follow follow draft. I do watch lists. I don't do on mock Twitter. Drafts. All right. Well, that's that's <laughs> draftwire.com. Also, Jeff, a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast that you can find on YouTube. If you have a Lions or NFL draft question or comment. 
You can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. Easiest way, add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and opt in on the Huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Everything HUGE, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police reminds us that when it comes to child abuse prevention, we can always make a difference. And we can do that starting now. Be kind and be strong for the kids who need our help. Be mindful of how much every child matters. Create a safe, loving environment for all children. Today, tomorrow, and every single day, we can light the way for a child who needs us. And we can do that starting now. Attention hockey parents, the Meyer State Games of Michigan is holding tryouts for their Summer Games Hockey Tournament. Use coupon code HUGESHOW for 10% off registration when you go to stategamesofmichigan.com forward slash hockey. The one-two. Right side, there Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in downtown Grand Rapids, and now they're stronger than ever before with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew. Now, Dorn Mayhew is an east side firm. Now you get the west side of Michigan with Bean Carter, and whether you're a small business or big business, they can handle all of your accounting and business needs at Bean Carter. Just go to beancarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And I mentioned with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew, they cover all of Michigan, the Midwest, and coast to coast. Find out how the pros at Bean Garter can help your business today. Go to beancarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And I know Tom Rosenbach and his team are so happy about their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew. Breaking Benjamin. Live in concert in Grand Rapids. With special guests, Bush. And Another Day Dawns. See them live at Van Andel Arena, May 16th. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. For more, visit BreakingBenjamin.com. Get tickets now. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Ready to wrap up Hour 3 and our Moneyline Monday broadcast. Stellar job by Superfly Hayes. Thanks to Jeff Risden for stopping in studio. Make sure you follow Jeff on Twitter at the Lions Wire, at the Draft Wire, and draftwire.com, lions.com, a co host on the Detroit Lions podcast that you can find on YouTube. He is one of our Lions insiders, and also when it comes to the National Football League, job well done. I do want to remind everybody to check out all the brands, Steakhouse and Grills. You can watch the Tigers 
NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs, and more. They have happy hours twice a day, and also all the brands Steakhouse and Grills feature the $6.99 Steakhouse Burger Basket for lunch. Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. until 3 p.m., you get a huge steak burger with fries for only $6.99. That is dine-in or takeout at your local brand Steakhouse and Grill. You'll find the brands in Bay City, brands in Caledonia, brands in Holland, Johnny Brands in Granville, Johnny Brands on Leonard, off of 131 in downtown GR, and you have Mike Brands in Cascade, just east of Grand Rapids. That's $6.99 Steakhouse Burger and Fries, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. until 3 p.m. at All Brands Steakhouse and Grills. For the one close to you, go to Brands.com. And that includes dine-in or takeout, so you want to order a few burgers for the office. Uh, find the number and location close to you for pickup or delivery at Brands.com and check out Stanley Cup playoffs, NBA playoffs, and Tigers games on all the TVs at all Brands locations. ton of them I just mentioned across the huge radio network. For the one close to you, go to Brands.com. That's Brands.com. Big. Bad. Huge. 